Castaway Show with Dave Dolan. Well, hello, Anza. You're tuned in to 97.1 KOIT, Coyote Radio, your local Anza radio station. And you have tuned in to the Castaway Fishing Show. I'm Dave Dolan, and I'm here with my show with my fishing reports, some fishing tips. We've got a, some recipes, boating tips, and we got a main topic tonight where we're going to be looking a little bit east of us here. So stay tuned for this edition of the Castaway Show. Well, it's good to be back home here in Anza. Actually, my wife and I took a little break this last month. We spent the month of January over in Arizona doing an RV trek. Saw a lot of nice sights and sounds, and if you like rock hounding, we had a good time over there in Quartzsite, Arizona. Quartzsite's really rocking at this time of year. I'm beginning to wonder if this is going to be the year that we do not have a winter. It felt like springtime over there in the desert, and unless we get some rain, there's not going to be any desert wildflowers this year. Is this going to be the winter we don't have any rain? We did have that one good storm in January where in Anza we had about two and three quarter inches of rain. That was a nice one, but it'd be good if we had a little bit more because that's the only one, basically the only rainfall that we've had this whole winter. And as you know, our lace could really use it. It was so good last season that with all the runoff we had, Lake Hemet was up the highest I've seen it in years. Lake Elsinore was up really high. And all that water does the fishing, all the wildlife so much good. Well, I know up in Northern California, they've done well up there. They're just about normal on rainfall. And a lot of the reservoirs up there from all the runoff last year, they're still at 100%. But if we don't get some rain soon, we're going to be hurting a little bit later on from now. I do know that the Sierras, Southern Sierras, are only at 27% of their normal snowfall. Now that snowpack is what goes in their lakes and gives us all that good trout fishing up in the Sierras, so they need it up there. Well, I want to go into my fishing report. We'll start off with the freshwater. And actually, things are going really good, good since it's, this is not winter time. It's almost like spring fishing out there. I'll start with Lake Skinner. They're reporting some very good striped bass fishing. There was actually one caught at 20-pounder this last week. Now, most of the uh, striped bass, they've been catching them at the inlet. That's over by the dam where the aqueduct lets the water in, the North Bay area, and also at Ramp 2. Now, the best way to get these striped bass is either on sardines, your frozen bait, or if you can catch some of the live shad that are native to the lake, the uh, striped bass really go after those. Lake Skinner did have a trout plant on January 31st, and they're doing pretty good on the trout fishing too. The best bet on catching trout is using power bait or the mice tails or any of your other doe baits. Over at Diamond Valley Lake, they had a monster stocking of trout on, well, they're scheduled to get a big stocking of trout on February 13th. This trout plant will be 3,500 pounds. Now, that will really improve the trout fishing, I know, but putting all those trout in there, that's also good for the striped bass fishing. You know, those um, striped bass, to them, those trout are like little cookies, so that really turns on the uh, striped bass bite. Down the other side of the hill at Lake Kawea, they had a trout plant on January 31st. They're still doing good on trout, but... 
they're on a two-week interval, and if you kind of catch it at the end of that two-week interval, it slows down a bit. But at every two weeks, I'm looking at the middle of February, maybe around Valentine's Day, to get another trout plant there. It is getting warmer down there. We've had 90-degree temperatures down in the desert, and that's warming up the water. So with that warmer water, as long as they're putting trout in there, you'll have to make a longer cast to get out in deeper water. But that's still a really good option for your trout fishing. Down at Lake Hemet, we have still had no trout plants. Haven't had any since last October. But I've kind of got word from a few sources of mine that you know, there's only a certain amount of trout that are allotted for planting, and since Lake Hemet is up at a higher elevation, they are going to be stocking trout more in the springtime and early summer months when the other ones down lower elevations are going to be shut off. So you can kind of put Lake Hemet on the back burner for right now, but I do look forward to good trout fishing once they start stocking them a little bit later on this spring. Now, down south of us in San Diego County, you know, I really don't like to steer steer away people from what we have here locally, but if I really wanted to catch trout, I think I'd be going down to San Diego County. Lake Cuyamaca, back in the East County area, not too far south of us, it's been limit fishing has been the rule down there. They've had a very steady stocking schedule there, and they've caught trout up to seven pounds. This uh, seven pound trout was caught in the Lone Pine Tree area on the North Shore, It's easy to find lone pine tree. It's just one big pine tree there, and people like to congregate in that area. Actually, just a few minutes after that seven-pound trout was landed, a five-pound trout was caught. So Lake Cuyamaca, that's as pretty as, as Lake Hemet, the real mountain setting, and it's a very good option for trout fishing. Down at uh, Lake Poway, they had some excellent trout fishing also. They had a plant of 1,500 pounds of trout on January 24th. It looks like their next stocking will be on February 7th. They've had trout up to 8 pounds. Well, actually, they had two trout in the 10-pound range. These are the uh, Nebraska tailwalker trout. They're really an exotic trout, really good fighters, and they call them tailwalkers because they do like to jump. Really uh, aerobatic once you catch them, once you have them hooked. Also down in San Diego County, Lake Wolford, not too far south of us, they had a 1,500-pound trout plant. Their next one is also scheduled on February 7th. Looks like that trout plant planting truck is making the rounds on that day. At least, let's hope they do. And they've also been reporting some excellent fishing down there at Lake Wolford on the trout. So this is our season for trout fishing. We have our options here locally and down in San Diego. I would recommend getting out there and giving her a try. Now, on the saltwater scene, this is looking down to the San Diego landings. First of all, the uh, rock cod, we still have a closure on the rock cod fishing. That's January and February. That will open up on March 1st to be able to rock cod in U.S. waters again. If you like fishing those rock cod on the bottom, though, there are boats out of San Diego landings that are going down into Mexican waters and catching the rock cod. They're generally doing real good limit-style fishing on the reds and the cods and the other species of bottom fish. However, if um, usually your bottom fishing is your only option during the winter, but I've got to say this is the, the tuna season that has never ended. 
We have officially caught tuna for 12 months in a row now. The first tuna were caught out of San Diego last March, and here we are in the 1st of February, and they're catching tuna on the San Diego sport boats. There's only two boats that have been active out of the San Diego landings, that's the Pacific Queen and the New Loanne, that have been going out for the yellowtail and the tuna. And tuna being migratory, generally you need to have several boats out there to cover a lot of area to get an idea of where the fish are at. So some of the trips, you know, they're swinging and missing on it, but it's only because they don't have reports from other boats. But they have had some phenomenal trophy fishing on the large bluefin tuna. Generally, these boats are going down into Mexican waters, and they are limiting out on yellowtail, a good 12 to 15 pound grade of yellowtail, and then they go looking for the tuna. But example of some recent catches, on the new Loan, they uh, one angler caught a 152 pound bluefin tuna. On the Pacific Queen, on one trip, an angler caught a 178-pound bluefin tuna. There were also four other tuna landed over 100 pounds. Now, we're talking January here. This is something that you'd be lucky to catch during the summer prime fishing months. So this has truly been the uh, season that just really hasn't ended. So instead of waiting for next season to start, I say get out there and let's just keep fishing on that season that's been going on continuously so we do have plenty of options right now all the trout fishing locally san diego county and then the sport boats out of san diego that are still doing the tuna fishing so it's time to go out well everyone at the start of the show i mentioned that my wife and i just got back from a month-long arizona trek rving through there saw a lot of great country and really enjoyed it a lot now, didn't do any fishing on this trip, though. Did a lot of rock hounding, though. Um, normally, though, we think of Arizona as being landlocked, just desert, but there is some really good fishing, a lot of opportunities over there. There are a lot of big lakes. Just outside of Peoria, where the Padres do their training, is Pleasant Valley Reservoir. This reservoir is huge. There's also Lake Alamo, Salt Creek Lakes, the Roosevelt Lakes, just out of Phoenix, these are large storage reservoirs, but I do know there's some really good bass fishing over in those areas. I've never done it myself, but I do know people that target those areas, and it's really good. Two areas I'd like to talk about that I have been to that are just real beauty spots, and believe it or not, there's some excellent trout fishing over in Arizona. The one place I really love going to would be Glen Canyon. This is just below Lake Powell, Glen Canyon Dam. It's a stretch of the Colorado River between Glen Canyon Dam and what goes into the Grand Canyon. This is up Navajo Indian country. It's just really spectacular red rock country up in there. Now, the reason it's such good trout fishing in this desert is because it's just below the dam, and the water coming from the dam is coming from the depths of Lake Powell, water down seven, 800 feet, and for several miles, this water stays really cold. And coming out of Lake Powell, this water is just crystal turquoise color. Just unbelievable. This is, I know around the Marble Canyon area, there's several campgrounds. There are fishing guides there. And it's, it's really a world-class trout fishery. 
A lot of it will be fly fishing for the purists, but they do stock it, and there's a lot of fishing opportunities along this stretch. Another area I really like is some really great trout fishing, and I've done this area several times on my boat. This is Lake Mojave. Lake Mojave is just above Bullhead City, Davis Dam, and it runs 67 miles long up to Hoover Dam. Now, the lower part of it isn't so much for trout fishing, but to get to the upper reaches, up above Willow Beach, it's phenomenal trout fishing up there. In fact, at Willow Beach, there's a large trout hatchery. Willow Beach Dam is about 12, or excuse me, Willow Beach Fish Hatchery is about 12 miles below Hoover Dam. This is also another really spectacular stretch of the Colorado River. They, the upper stretches of it, they call it a lake, but believe me, it's only maybe 100 feet wide with fast-running water. It's more of a river. Now, this has got the same condition as, as Glen Canyon on the trout fishing. You're in desert, but it, that water comes from the depths of Lake Mead. It comes out at 52 degrees, and it's some great trout fishing along this stretch. One thing about that 52-degree water... I've done a lot of boating up there, and it does get extremely hot up there in the summer. You're talking, well, Las Vegas temperatures, Laughlin, you know what they get up to in the summertime. Well, I've been up there when it's been hot like that, and you just got to get in the water. Well, it's a shocker going from 110 degrees temperature to jumping into 52 degree water. It will definitely wake you up. So... The fishing up there, it's also a really good fishery for striped bass fishing. As I mentioned on our local lakes, that whenever they stalk the trout, that it really wakes up the striped bass. Well, it's the same thing right here at Lake Mojave. Whenever they do a trout plant, it's a real trophy fishing for the striped bass. The one lure that's used a lot, it's called an AC plug, and it looks exactly like a rainbow trout. You know, I wonder why. But is one way, good way to target these striped bass is to troll with the, these artificial lures that look like rainbow trout. There's been a real revival in the fishing for the striped bass there at, around the Willow Beach area. The, back in 2013, there was a big thunderstorm that came down the canyons and it literally washed out the fish hatchery. There weren't any funds to open up the hatchery and for several years, well since then, there hasn't been any trout plants. The striped bass fishing kind of went downhill. But fortunately, this last year, there was funding, and the trout planting is resumed. It's back to a real trophy area for fishing the uh, striped bass. Really good trout fishing, and it's just, um, just a really beautiful place to go to. Also, from the uh, Willow Beach Trout Hatchery, they stalk the Colorado River around the Catherine Landing, the lower end of Lake Mojave, and in the winter months, they will stalk below Davis Dam. Now, this is the stretch that goes right through Laughlin, Bullhead City. So you have some options to a lot of nightlife there, and you can get your trout fishing in during the day. Probably the most famous place for fishing along the Colorado River stretch, Arizona, and just a great vacation resort, would be Lake Havasu. Lake Havasu is formed by Parker Dam and it stretches on north. It goes through the Topak Narrows, which is a really pretty spot. And it goes all the way up to Davis Dam, you know, through the Laughlin Bullhead City area. Lake Havasu is really famous for bass fishing, both striped bass and largemouth bass. I know there are a lot of fishing tournaments held over at, at the Lake Havasu. 
But the one nice thing about going to Lake Havasu is this isn't just a place to go fishing. This is a full-service resort that you can enjoy. As you probably know, at Lake Havasu, we have the London Bridge, the, the actual bridge from London that's been reconstructed. It's kind of a fun place to visit. You've got the London Village right around the area of the bridge. There's plenty of motels over there, plenty of restaurants. It's a place that you can make it as a vacation resort. Also, then, if you want to go fishing, you can do it yourself. Or I do know there are a lot of guides over in that area, too. So you've got a lot of options at Lake Havasu. The one caution about Lake Havasu is along this whole stretch of the Colorado River is that it does get hot. We're talking 115 degree temperatures during the summertime, so be ready for that and plan your trips accordingly. Some of my earliest fishing on the Colorado River was on the lower river, just above Yuma. This is around Imperial Dam. Several places to go fishing around that area. you got Lake Martinez, Mitri Lake, Fisher's Landing, on up to the Palo Verde area. Now this is where the river, it's a lot lower, runs slower, and it's strictly a warm water fishing area. But it's a lot of fun there. It's a great place to go floating down the river. Got a lot of nice desert scenery there. And this is a real good area for fishing both striped bass, largemouth bass, and there are some big catfish in this stretch of the river. I remember, well, a few years back, I was talking to a a lady that lived there just around the Palo Verde area. She had a trailer that was backed up right up to the river. And, well, she'd been there a long time and really had some stories to tell me. She told me about the one time that she knew there were some big catfish in there. So one evening she got a large hook. She baited it with a chunk of chicken. She tied it to some really heavy-duty monofilament, and she threw it out in the river. And she just tied the other end of it off to a patio chair right on her patio right over the river. Well, the next morning she got up and the chair was gone. Now, she had no reason to lie to me. And that sounds like a tall tale. But there are some huge catfish in this area of the river. So what she told me could very well be true. So looking east of us here, especially at this time of year when the desert's tolerable... We do have a lot of fishing options just in our next-door neighbor over there in Arizona. Whether you want to target the trout in the Glen Canyon or Lake Mojave area, the bass fishing in some of the larger reservoirs, the lower Colorado River, or one of my favorites, Lake Havasu, we got some really good options for fishing year-round in our neighbor in Arizona. Well, earlier in the show, I was talking about trout fishing, giving you the trout report. So for a recipe today's show, I'd like to give you a trout recipe. Now, here's one that I really enjoy. This is grilled orange marinated trout. Well, first of all, you want to start out with, well, I'd like to use like maybe four trout for this recipe. Maybe get one pound trout. They don't have to be real big, just typical stalker size. Now, I, I do this with a whole trout. I don't try to to uh, fillet a trout out unless I catch a really big one, but basically gut it, cut off the heads, cut off the fins, and it's ready to go. Now, here's the recipe for my marinade. I use one half cup of orange juice, two teaspoons of honey, a quarter cup of white wine vinegar, a quarter cup of olive oil, two cloves of garlic, and a teaspoon of Italian seasoning. Now, mix all of this up real well. 
And I like to put it into either a bowl or you can do it in a plastic bag. But put that marinade in there and then put your trout in with that marinade. Put it in your refrigerator. Keep it there for two to four hours. Maybe turn the trout a couple times to make sure the marinade covers everything real well. Then what I like to do is get a grill going. I have what's called the grill mats too, so that something delicate like fish, you get a good grilled look to it, but it maybe doesn't stick to your grill too. But if you got a real well-oiled grill, this will work. I like to put the trout directly on the grill. I like to cook the trout just maybe four to five minutes on each side. Once the skin starts to curl a little bit, your trout is done. And remember, you don't want to overcook it. Flip it over, do the same thing on the opposite side, and you have your grilled orange marinated trout. As as with just about all of my recipes, I love to serve this with fresh cut tomatoes and avocado. Maybe a little um, pasta seasoning too will really set it off. So that's my recipe for this show, the grilled orange marinated trout. Well, everybody, if you like fishing and you like boating, well, we've got a new law in effect that we have to deal with right now in California. This new law went into effect January 1st. In California now, there is what is called the California Boating Card that boaters are going to have to have, kind of similar to having a driver's license. Now, this is going to be phased in over time. What went into effect on January 1st this year affects just 16 to 20-year-olds. But this is going to go up every year for the next several years. I think next the next year in 2019, it's going to be something like the 20 to 28-year-olds. Then every year, it's going to be phased into a higher age. And by the year 2025, even us old salts are going to have to have this California boating card. As I said, it's similar to having a driver's license. Now, one side of me, I say, oh, come on. We don't need this government interference in our boating. But then again... There's been so many times on the water, I spend a lot of time boating, and I've seen people out there that just do not have a clue. Now, some of these boats are pretty high-powered. I know, for example, mine, I've got 250 horsepower. That's more powerful than most cars out there. Now, should some 16-year-old that doesn't have a clue, should they be allowed to just jump in my boat and go out and start boating around? So... Even though I don't like the idea of, say, government intrusion, I do like the idea of having some kind of safety standard out there. As I said, I've seen so many people out there that are just absolutely dangerous out there. They're just um, violating basic boating rules. I don't think this course is going to be that complicated, but, you know, it might get some people to use their head, too. Now, this uh, boating card... I think you can go online if you just do a Google search of California boating card. You're going to come up with a lot of references there to where you can take this course online. You can maybe some sporting goods, some marinas. They may offer this course. But even if you're not affected by it this year, if you're older than 16 to 20, as most of us are, it'd be a good idea to get in gear and just get this done. The one nice thing about this boating card is that once you get it, once you pass the test, It's good for the rest of your life, so you don't have to worry about renewals or anything. do want to warn you that, uh, especially any younger people out there that are affected by it this year, if you get caught and you do not have this boating card, first fine is $100. The second time you get caught, it goes up from there, and it's not too pleasant what can happen. So get in gear on it. Look up this uh, California boating card to where you can 
take it. If you've been boating for a long time, my guess is, you know, you should be able to ace the test. But let's um, let's get in gear and get out there and get this boating car, get it done, and you won't have to worry about it again. Well, I've enjoyed bringing this episode of the Castaway Show to you. It's kind of fun changing course here a little bit and talking about fishing in Arizona. It's just in our backyard, and that Colorado River is not too far away. And while those trout are biting, try this grilled orange marinated trout recipe that I gave you. I think you'll really like that one too. So until the next show, look forward to talking with you again, and let's cast away.